The Circulars. Hi everyone, welcome. I am Sibyl and I have the great pleasure to be your host for this episode of the podcast The Circulars. I had the opportunity to interview Elodie Simon, who is an architect in Switzerland in Lausanne, specialized in reusing excavated earth. So today we are going to talk about these very specific materials and all the challenges around its reuse about the balance needed in every solution for sustainability and circular constructions, and also about the importance of community and knowledge transfer. I hope you will enjoy these discussions and all the topics we'll talk about. So let's go! Hello Elodie, welcome. Please let's introduce yourself to the audience. So hi Sibyl, my name is Elodie Simon, I'm an architect, I graduated in 2015 in Fribourg, but I did my bachelor in Brussels. I'm a co-founder of Etcetera, it's an architecture office for sustainable and collaborative architecture. We, our aim is to promote a low carbon architecture and we use three different tools. First one is the collaborative approach. Second one is the bioclimatic approach, and then we use regenerative materials. And for us, regenerative materials, it's three big families of materials, like earth, bio-based and reused materials. Okay, I'm looking forward to discover your work and uh, ideas, but I would like to start with uh, the definition of circular economy and circular architecture. And yeah, what does it mean for you and how do you use it in your work and in your life and your way of seeing the world and the whole organization of architecture and construction in general? Well, <laughs> it's a very large question. <laughs> um, for me, the term of circularity is much more, I mean, in reality, in, in, our, in, our, in my reality, actually, the, the term of circularity is much more a story than a, re than a reality. <laughs> So for now, the way I, oh, how I imagine circular economy is the way to, how to maximize the life of what already exists. Um, in a sense that if we think super local, what will you use as materials, what already exists, and what can I, how can I start from those existing materials to build and to design a new project? And there is also the term resilient we use a lot while talking about circularity and especially materials. Um, what does this word signify for you? I, I took it super personal because when you start working as in a sustainable world of architecture, you need to be resilient because it's you, you have to understand that the market, let's say, is not ready yet and it's, it's, it's super bad because we do not have so much time to react, but actually it's my understanding. So for me, resilient is the ability to overcome the trauma and to, to, move, to move on, to continue on. And, and talking about materials, it's like, um, I cannot stop thinking of what will be our future if we do not have uh, access to sand anymore, or if we have CO2 taxis, or if we have uh, stop um, materials coming from a board or such kind of big questions. So for me, it's really what drives me every day to propose something that in case of this happen, and we have a lot of clues that it might happen soon. So 
how can we react during this situation if this happened? Yeah, so there is a question of anticipation in a way and how can we be ready and prepared for the next yeah. challenges that are coming. Exactly. To be ready, but also it's it's a kind of research. It's not a it's not that we understand what will happen soon or in the coming years. I mean, it just we got the feeling we can read, we can have a look on researches, we can we can talk with people who already know or made any many research on the topic, but Actually, it's a gut feeling for for now, <laughs> and also because I I think that we live in a super privileged uh, country and environment, so it's really complicated for us to to imagine ourselves in this with more difficulties. And do you think we should change our way of seeing the role of an architect in this context with those challenges? And also, should we? change our way of designing and conceiving architecture in general? So I recently read a lot about regenerative architecture. So it's a word that we, we, we know, but we do not really know what does it mean. <laughs> but for me, much more than uh, that will be the solution to solve our problem, it's more like a concept. Like, so can I really understand like a super precise precisely our environment to build, to generate something that's doing good for human life, human beings, environment, plants, animals, and so on. So it's really, it's, it's a way of thinking that I'm, I'm not able to, to think like that yet, but it's, I, I get the feeling once again, that it's something that we, we need to move on and we need to, to go into this direction. So. Yeah, when you, for me, it's a complete different way of thinking. And the thing is that when you think of materials and when you think that we, I have only this amount of materials to build and design at the very beginning of the process, I'm pretty sure that you will think the whole design of the project completely differently. And also because you added another parameter, so it's, it's a, an extra parameters that you add to the other one that you already have, like the, the space, the, the light, the circulation, the access and implantation and so on. And then you add this parameter and then you add the life cycle analysis and then you add maybe a better orientation of the building because you want passive um, strategy for your building and also like uh, no mechanical ventilation. So, but, uh, so when you start adding all of those parameters, I tell that the architect do not have the, all of the skills to face because it's, it's super complex and it's a big challenge. So for me, the role of the architect is one of the different stakeholders. I mean, it's like it has to collaborate with the others to understand because it, the, the, doesn't have the whole knowledge and and in that way I need an I think an architect needs to have some collaborative tools and for me it's much more important than knowledge actually because if you do not know some something you can already ask you can always ask someone who knows better than you but how to ask him how to to discuss together how can we project something together how can we design actually something together it's like we know that we can we can have model, we can do some sketches, we can. But is there something better? Can we be a better person to build something better together? And this is what I 
I understand when we talk about collective intelligence, actually. It's not my way of seeing the things, of thinking. It's not your way of thinking, but what can we build together something new that you didn't know at the beginning and I didn't know at the beginning of the process. So to find a way to merge with the other workers and engineers that really knows about construction, maybe it's going to be a specific role, like not the architects, not the engineers, but a coordinators of sustainability and circularity that is really the link in between everybody on a construction site or in a designing process. And maybe this will be developed in the next few years. Yes. Hopefully. It's also the term of, for me, it's a real community. Because uh, as I told you at the beginning, circularity for me is, is more a story than reality. And also to not feel alone in this kind of huge ocean <laughs> of reality, you need to build your own community. And then you need to have a safe space that you can meet people and then you can have a very interesting discussion and then you can build something, your own understanding and vision of things together. This is super important. Okay. Thank you. That's a very interesting way of thinking about security and the role of architects. And now I would like to talk about Etcetera, your company, and I will let you present it, what you're doing and what are the specificity of the material you're using and uh, how it affects your works and your projects. So Etcetera um, was created in December 2019 and I have a work partner. Her name is Sarah. She also graduated, she graduated at EPFL actually. And then we met around the earth construction project in India, in the extreme north part of India, in the valley of Zanskar. And the, the goal is, was to create a new staff quarter. So next to, to the existing school. And the, the, the initially the plan, <laughs> so the, the, the tradition there is to build with Adobe. It's the earth technique. And we wanted to implement the compress of earth blocks, but <laughs> very quickly we realized that it was a really bad idea because the earth was not suitable enough for this technique. So we decided to switch to another technique, the technique earth technique that is RAM earth. So we wanted to build a world with RAM Earth, but, um, and then it worked, but we did not know how to do. <laughs> so that's why uh, I asked Sarah because she did a lot of workshop and then it, she, she, it's, it's a material that both we really like. Um, and so we started working together and then we realized that, uh, okay, promoting Earth construction is really nice and, but we want more. So we decided to create etc. So Earth is still our baby, let's say, like a favorite, favorite material that we really enjoy work with. And also to teach students and also to give advice on Earth construction. But it's, it's, we, we realized that if we really want to reach our goals, which is to really create a low carbon architecture, we need to mix and then to, to combine actually Earth with other materials. So that's why we decided to work with bio-based and reuse materials. 
Yeah, actually, that's one of my first questions that came to my mind when I discovered your work and etc. And the fact of focusing on one materials and especially the earth, which is very specific. Because in my mind, I think it's very interesting to uh, yeah focus on one thing and one idea to try to be efficient in the research and in the development of new concepts and new designs to uh, try new techniques and new way of thinking, of rethinking the design and finding new solutions. But in the other end, uh, what you've just said about being a balance and mixing with other materials, it's also the key, I think, in the in the whole challenge of circularity and of um, sustainability in general in construction. And also the fact that there is not the perfect solution that can be applied on every context, on every problem, and we need to find the best solution for each uh, site and each type of materials and each techniques we have. And this is also super important, I think. And in that way, I wonder, because you're working in Switzerland, but for example, your company starts in India in a way, which is a completely different context. And do you think there is some barriers, some issues like in Switzerland or in Western Europe in general, maybe, uh, that can make it harder to develop those kind of sustainable or circular architecture projects, and especially with earths that you're using? Um, I don't know, is there some political, economical, or maybe social uh, characteristic that can make it harder to develop those yeah. projects in this mm -hmm. context of Switzerland? Yeah, so the, the, this, is, this is really interesting because when we talk about circularity, we used to think of reused materials. But actually for me, the first thing that comes to my mind is it's excavated earth. And this is, I know that is a big issue in Switzerland because, because we do not have space enough in our landfill. So that means that we need to, to use other landfills in our neighbor's countries, like in France. And this is a big issue because we do not have the space to store actually the earth. So <clears throat> can we really build <laughs> with Swiss earth? <laughs> so this this is another big issue because when we talk about earth, we said, yeah, it's, it's really abundant material that we have in Switzerland. Yes, it's true. But on, on, on the other side, it's, it's not so easy to build with earth that we have or come from our site so you it needs some flexibility uh in your process in your design maybe can we switch at the very last moment of technique that you choose like we did in in india and the thing is that earth is an amazing material earth is really pure is like human it's really human. It's when you when you have your hands in, in, in the earth, you can feel it's like something super sensual and sensitive. You you feel connected to the earth. So first thing that I think it creates really beautiful spaces. Second thing is that it's a very low impact, low carbon environment and my project. And also it you can you can play you, it, it can regulate your humidity inside of the of the space and also it provides inertia so that that's that's really good actually for me it's it's an it, it's an amazing material but the thing is that in switzerland the cost of the earth uh, we do not have industrialized way 
except few companies that I really appreciate, to really um, transform the materials and then to implement it in your project. So it's a super long process because it's it's so the, the the material is here. So the price will be the same actually because instead of 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 paying the material, you pay actually the labor, and this is a sh complete shift of paradigm. And then I I I I think that this is something different, and in in the future we will think better. When I was in India, your second question is like for me I have nothing to teach them. It was not my, my role, it was not my purpose, but I had everything to learn from them. Um, it was a super, super difficult uh, project for me because I arrived, it's at, it's at 3,500 meter high, and then you do not have access to any wood products. And the only thing that you have is earth, but you do not have access to steel or reinforce or it's super complicated access um, to access to the valley actually so it's like okay let's do with with what we have on site that was a cool reflection actually um, so for me yes <laughs> in other developing countries they already investigate how to create a better interior comfort with less materials with a lot of reflection and they are really smart people smart solutions as well so um, i'm quite impressed and i hope that uh, in the future we will um, um, think uh, we will get inspired by by those actual uh, already existing methods and going more local also maybe to only produce what we need yes of course, I mean, in, in this context that I described, I mean, if the geopolitical context continues and then we can think of different things, but of course, local is going to be the key. And rethink our way of producing and using our materials, maybe, because I have the feeling that we can change our way of thinking the architecture or designing but if we don't change the way we produce and we use materials, we will still have some issues we can't um, overcome, I guess. And then when the materials come first and the techniques and the skills, um, maybe this will change our way of conceiving architecture and designing and, and thinking spaces um, because the buildings will uh, adapt to the way we use materials and not the opposites, maybe. We did a, a super, uh, super good uh, exercise in during the Certificate of Advanced Study of Regenerative Materials at TH. It was our last exercise and we were in group. And then our goal is that to think the building as the CO2 tank. And okay, at the beginning I said, okay, cool. I think, I think, I, I I think I know <laughs> what what they what they mean. I, I think I know how to do. And at at the end, we end up with a complete different project that we were imagining at the beginning, because you make calculation and then you say, ah no, ah okay, this is the CO two, ah okay, and then you change the project and then you realize that uh, it's complete different approach. And our process was actually completely different because we had this parameter uh, at, at the beginning. Uh, so um, 
it makes me think that um, when I saw all of these buildings, surroundings, for example, they're all some buildings they have the same facade in north, south, east, and west. And how could it be possible? I mean, the, you want to have the solar gains. I mean, it it shouldn't be like that because sometimes you need to protect from the sun. It's like how could it be actually? And the same for the openings. I mean, sometimes there are not so much windows in 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 the north facade. Okay, well, but the thing is that at the end we cannot construct without any windows and we cannot construct without any foundation and sometimes you will also need um, high high carbon materials actually but that's that's not an issue that's not a, that's not the problem the problem is how can we balance how can we do to balance actually to arrive to a kind of neutral carbon building at the end and that's why the bio-based materials are quite interesting because it's the, the, they can store CO2 to re, when, when they grow up. So it means that uh, you, at the end, if you combine all of these materials, you can have something very close from zero emissions. So, and this is an example that uh, you might already know, but it's the Cooperative Equilibre, uh, the building in Souberan. So it's a building. The, the structure is made of concrete, but the thing is that we they use straw bale as insulation, and they also implement some earth plaster inside and earth uh, lime earth uh, lime plaster outside, and it's a whole complete global approach. They also propose um, shared rooms. They also have a shared garden, and then the the, the water the water system inside of the building is. is completely very smart and and so on so it's it's a it's it's this approach that that we should think and then we should keep in mind for the for the future and then i think it's the way how we will think the future in in a super smart way yeah and that's actually very linked with what we've just talked on the beginning of our conversation about the community about working with many people many point of views many uh, skills and knowledge to be able to see the old system as something completely connected and not working on one materials on one component and find solution that can work of everything for the entire system actually and to look at the big pictures to understand buildings and the way they works and they are livable for the people inside also because it's this is why we are doing all this at the end yeah definitely <laughs> and it's also something it's a when you think of this building i mean for me it's like a, when i think of a complete building it's like a, it's super it, it's full of technologies and a lot of wire and pipes everywhere and it's super complex and how how we create how how are we how it is possible to create this kind of super complex thing actually and 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 i don't know take it easy let's use the right materials right place right quantity everyone knows that and then i i got the feeling that we we can we can solve many issues that we created actually and we do not need <laughs> anymore Let's now talk about the academic and knowledge transfer part of your work. 
because with your coworker Sarah, you're giving a lot of courses, seminaries, and workshops to present Earth to make uh, it easy to discover and mostly to students. And I think this is super important because, for example, in uh, architecture school, we don't talk a lot about these kind of materials. We We learned a lot about concrete, about some wooden constructions, maybe about bricks, a bit about steel structure, but really not much about this kind of bioclimatic uh, materials. So this is a very important point, I think. And uh, I would like to know a bit more about uh, those workshops you're giving and what you learn about it and what you discover through those courses. So yeah, we have a lot of pleasure to to teach uh, or to to talk about what we what we really like. So the the the, the time and the, the the privilege moment that we have with with students, it's something super super important for us. It's um, it's it's when when we, we when I was talking at the beginning about the community, actually uh, the students as are also part of the community. Because they want to, they listen to us, and they, they want to know, they want to discover what is this earth thing. <laughs> and earth is really, um, it's really close um, as a material to human, and it's for me, earth is a medium. It's a way because you can start usually when we start the the class, we we directly propose them to touch the earth. And then last time we even directly started with the hands-on workshops without any theory at the beginning, nothing. Just put your hands in the earth and then try to understand the material and what it is. Um, so super quickly, they, 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 they understood that the, the, the humidity and then the earth is a mix of, of pebbles, sand, clay, and, and and the different different size actually of, of brains and then they understood that the water is an important role because <laughs> everyone knows that when you mix a lot of water with earth it became like you cannot build you that but actually you can because uh, <laughs> because depends of the the water the amount of water that you have uh, in your in your mix you can have different techniques earth techniques construction so so we 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 really like um when when the students they they try to go directly uh with the materials and then we try to show some example and then to show to the theory where where we are in Switzerland um when we talk about earth construction and very nice example there are also examples that are not so relevant for us so it's it's um it's a kind of observation but it's a lot of discovery for them. So let them discover by themselves. And it's, it's, the, it's a super good uh, approach that I realized actually. So observation and try. I mean, try to build something, try to do something, try to, if you have an idea, a feeling, express your idea and then to build something like a mock-up. And then it's directly something that uh, you, you are in contact with the materials. But the, the students are super, um, they demand actually. And I, I remember uh, it was for um, draft man students at Geneva. Uh, they wanted to to know more about Earth. And then at the end of the workshop, they told me, oh, and now I know that I can do something else that is not concrete. 
<laughs> and for me, it was like, ah, but it's 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 really good because yeah, I realized that they did not have they did not have so much uh, information about earth and other existing materials that they can use, except maybe wood and and concrete. So super simplified, but. So yeah, this this reaction. He, he looked at me with the, the, the eyes like a uh, lot of sparks. <laughs> that was really nice. And then uh, I hope that he will have the courage to never give up, to really continue to understand the materials, and then to try and to fail and to try again and to fail better and and so on. And then just continue. And then I'm pretty sure that at some point something really nice will happen. And because you have the support of your community, you it it will be fine. I think it's also a question of trusting the process and the intuitions and what seems logical. Because listening to what you've just said, it's it seems so logical to use a bit more earth in constructions. And I think we can trust the fact that we will find good solutions for the good buildings and the good programs. Uh, to make it logic to use earth and use it for the good climatic and environmental reasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, full of hope, I I, I think that um, like the next generation, our generation, and then they will they will really push boundaries uh, to propose something something different smart and then we will together go in a better future i have no doubt i mean how can i have doubt I mean. yeah exactly and i wanted to ask you uh, if you had any advice you wanted to address to young architects or any kind of architects or engineers or any kind of workers that want to get a bit more involved in sustainability and circular architecture and constructions is it something like pushing boundaries like you've just said or is it something else don't do it alone. Build your community. Don't give up. Um, if if it's not ready now, it will become a reality soon. So just try and try again. Together. together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be better together and do better together. Well, hello, this. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for coming and for sharing all those things with us today. And um, it was a real pleasure talking with you and discovering uh, these new materials and this way of uh, conceiving circular uh, architecture and the role of the architect in this uh, big world of constructions. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure to share and wish you a lot of good things for the future. If you want to go further and discover what their works really looks like, you can find in the description the link through their website etc.ch to discover all their projects and workshops they are doing with the students. Elodie also takes part in Materiums, which is a group specialized in reusing components and elements for the constructions. If you want to learn more about this, you can go listen to the podcast episode about Raphael Bach, who is also part of Materium and working on circular economy here in Switzerland. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, in circularity, one important thing is to create a community.
This episode was hosted and produced by Sibin Vimo. The Circulars is a production of the Media and Design Lab, based at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne. For more, visit our website at ldm.epfl.ch.